If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. This week, we have my bobsledding teammate, Olympic medalist, Kaylee Humphreys. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is cool. Yeah, it's just like when we're in bobsled season, huh? Just riding in the truck, <laughs> just asking you a million questions, <laughs> trying to get from France to Germany to Switzerland. Yeah, just playing. Without getting music. pulled over, that we got, that we remember this year we spent how many hours at the Swiss borderline? Two. It was like two and a half. It was a long time. It was not two Which- and a half. So let me just, I know we're getting into stories already. Uh, we, we got a whole, we have, there's this, the show is organized, but look, this is, I've spent a lot of time with this girl and a lot of time this year in a truck. Imagine a U-Haul truck and we are carrying her two bobsleds because one of those is partially mine, but not really because she can switch me out for another athlete. This is normal in our sport. I, I can be her brakeman or I can be her alternate, which I was both. Um, so my job is to help her drive these bobsleds across country so she can rest. And her job is to drive me down an icy track, uh, like a real bobsled track. So we were traveling after one of the competitions and trying to go to Switzerland. And I do not know what was this guy guy's deal at the border, but border patrol really thought that we were trying to smuggle stuff through and kept us at the Swiss okay, border. Okay, but he thought that because you told him as a joke. <laughs> I did not. Yes, you I, did. I did. And then all of a sudden it became What very did I tell real. him? And then, well, no, I didn't tell him this. I posted on Instagram oh, that we right. might be You're smuggling right. cocaine yeah. for protein powder instead. And then all of a sudden, either way, we were getting stopped. And then the joke was at the end, he goes, we're just trying to prevent you from doing good at the race so that the Swiss athletes can do better. And I, I don't think he was joking. Yeah. So they stopped us at the border to basically tire us out. Total BS. Yes, to tire us out so that other competitors could get to the country quicker, unload their bobsleds, get ready for the race. And we were still cramped up in stuck a truck. at the border, you just know, truck, trying to prove our worth to get the into this country. Yeah. Race. It, yeah. yeah. Back to Kaylee's merits. Okay. Um, you are a 2018. Well, no, let's, oh my gosh. So this is so much easier. Your merits. You are, you have three Olympic medals, two gold, one bronze. Um, you've pretty much medaled in every world championships you've competed in. Uh, we're just going to sum that up. Cause there's a lot, there's too many medals at world championships to even list. I, if I listed them, it would be like reading a very long Wikipedia page. Um, you've also, I mean, you have so many gold medals, so many gold medals. If you ever go broke, <laughs> you could literally go to like a cash for pawn like, shop. What is it? Pawn shops. Yeah. Where you're just like, look, I'm having a, uh, I'm having a rough month. Look, how much is one of these medals right I know, here? But it's the, it's the pricelessness of them. I think that values more. Cause as far as I know, oh, don't give me that. I've seen other Olympians. I, I think they're only worth like 700 bucks, 800 bucks. It's not like they're made of solid gold. That's a lie. I don't know who told you that Olympic medal is worth. You said $700. That's what I heard. 
to make Kaylee. Oh, maybe that's no why. to make, but the story that once you sell that sucker on eBay or wherever you want to sell it, if you're having a rough day, you get minimum 10 K. I think, the, I think people who get popped for drugs, like let's say, let's say there's someone who gets like a steroid ban. They can still sell that metal for a minimum of 5 K on the internet because they've done it before. Because what happens is if you test positive for drugs, you um, have to give that medal to the person you cheated out of that medal. So what do these cheaters do? They're like, well, they're going to come get this medal anyway. So why don't I just sell it for a quick 5K? Huh. And that's what they do. I you look not, shocked to hear I, this. How do you not know these stories? I didn't know that. I don't ever plan on selling it. So I guess that is part of why too. I never yeah. looked into it. Yeah, well, that's know. probably why you don't care. I don't plan on getting popped for drugs. I don't plan on selling it. So, well, let me just break this down for you because I don't have an Olympic medal. So I've thought about, you know, like how, how much would it cost me to actually personally buy someone else's medal if I really wanted to get a medal and like lie to my kids and say, yes, your mom actually is an Olympic champion. So your medals are a minimum of 15 K, uh, depending on, I mean, obviously the legacy you've created, cause you might correct me if I'm wrong. Are you the most decorated, uh, pilot am, for yeah, Bob? So I've got, so there you go. <laughs> that makes it more. We're going to add a little five to seven K more on that. That's like the, you, you're the Usain Bolt of bobsled for women. So that adds more money. So I'm saying Kaylee, I'm breaking into your house. That's <laughs> like, I'm just going to come over, visit you. And then I leave and you're going to check and one of your medals are, is gone. I know where, I know where to find it now though. So you kind of outed yourself here. I feel like if that ever happens, I'm coming straight to you. You were, uh, correct me wrong, you were the first female bobsled pilot to win back-to-back -back golds in the Olympic correct. event, the correct? The first and only pilot to ever defend an Olympic title in this what? <laughs> yeah. Only. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't quite know. Women's bobsled started in 2002. So there's only been, so... Oh, oh 02, oh 06, 2010, 14, 18... Is that right? So there's five, five Olympics. I've competed in three of them. And what's the rationale before, behind that? Is it just because it's like football where there's like, oh, well, women can't drive. It's too dangerous of a sport. Yes. Our sport is very sexist as a whole. Um, overall, there were women participating before 2002 in world championships, in World Cup events. But it was only made official in the IOC Olympic world in 2002. Um, so I do owe and you and I both owe you know, a lot of our opportunities to the women that were there competing in the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, really advocating for women within our sport to say we are strong enough, we are fast enough, we are skilled enough, and we deserve the opportunity to represent our country and be the best that we can be at the Olympic Games. Saying that, we are still fighting that battle to this day, um, to the 2002 Olympics. Yeah, because there's, there's no, no four-man. Four I have driven a four-man with a men's crew, with a women's crew. I have and beat them, right? I have tried to break down every barrier to show we are skilled, we are strong enough, we are fast, and we do want it. We want participation. We want to increase. Well, we want four men because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of telling people I'm a bobsled athlete, and they're like four men, right? And no, I'm like, women yeah, don't actually, do that. No, women then, don't compete. We don't do that. And it's not that we don't want to. That's the other thing to really stress is we do want to do four men. The brakemen do. The pilots do. We want the opportunity to increase participation worldwide and to medal wait do time out do we want four men because four men is the one where like that's i don't want to get graphic but that's the one where they go 
number two on their pants down the sure, just don't sit in yes. the number four spot. Oh yeah if you don't the i'm sorry you're this, fine. this podcast is going x-rated yes yes people have gone to the bathroom because of fear pressure the yes the, the g-forces in the bobsled get it all yeah. out don't have a burrito no. before you go down the oh absolutely not you better take the your amount of and it's usually in the yes. foreman, right? Because it's cramped. It's a more well, and they're sitting, space. They're sitting a bit more, right? Although their heads are tucked down, they're in more of a seated position in foreman where two men, you know, you're fully kind of bent over in that riding position. Yeah, two men's like you're trying to stretch your, like if you're, if you're sitting, so she's the driver, I'm the brakeman, so I'm sitting behind her. Two men, it's like, my sitting position would be like me gently stretching my legs, like uh, touching my toes, a gentle, yeah. a little hamstring stretch. Four man, what would you say a four man is? Like being sardines? Yeah. In a yeah. can? Yeah. You kind of spoon each other. You're around I, each other. You're four people spoon. in a tiny little space and you're all oh, kind of like, sitting there tucked in. It's like two. And just, you hit. It's like yeah. two couples trying to spoon yeah. together. And now you got twin four bed. of them. You got four big dudes that are all, you know, yeah. six feet or higher that way, you know. And they're like, what, 300 pounds? How, how much are each? The four like, men guys, huge. yeah. They're on average, they're anywhere from 200 to 235 size wise, weight wise. So yeah, big guys. And they're fitting in the size a of us. You know, what's the size a of a four? A bathtub? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because, okay, so now we have to go to Cool Runnings. We don't actually practice in a bathtub. We will just state that. That doesn't. Doesn't have it. We're going to talk about a subject that affects a lot of Olympic athletes, Olympic hopefuls. It's the biggest controversy we have, and that is should Olympic athletes get paid? It's right on the homepage when you log on to USA Bobsled. It is a huge fundraiser asking for your donations to help Olympic athletes, um, which is weird because. The Olympics makes billions of dollars. Shh, they don't want you to know that. So why are they asking for donations? And why do some athletes struggle? And why do some athletes have uh, Range Rovers and Porsches? <laughs> uh, Kaylee, thoughts? It is a very loaded question. And I think to break it down, there's there's two parts to it too. There's the Olympic part and world. Athletes don't get paid to go to the Olympics. You don't get prize money if you win a medal. There is zero funding exchange between athlete and the IOC and the organization. Do I think that should change? One million hundred percent. The most amount of percentage I can pick. That's what I pick. Yes, it should change. I believe the athletes should get paid. Every athlete should get paid something and or have a medal bonus. Now, break that down into country by country. A lot of countries do have medal bonuses. Um, so if you win a medal at the Olympics, there is a prize money amount that you will win. Gold wins different than silver or bronze. What is that? Like per so se? On what average, I don't know the exact dollar figures. I think um, for gold, it's like $30,000, then 25K for gold. Yeah, it might be like oh, 30. Yeah, which sounds like a lot. You're something. like, but what are you guys taxed. complaining about? That is the other part to it, too. Yeah, you but. You have to pay I, tax on that. Oh, uh, nope. You know, because. It's not taxed in America. Well, they just good. changed that. Uh, well, Canada uh, legislation just changed it. But here's the thing. So if you're an outsider, you know, kind of listening to that and you're like, well, what's the big deal? Because Kaylee, you have three medals. So that's, you know, 30, 30 pop, you know, to compete in sport. People are like, what's the big deal? That's a lot of money. Well, actually, let's break down a little bit 
90 grand over 12 years doesn't exactly pay any bills. Well, let's break down a four year cycle. Let's break down how much it costs you on average for all your equipment, your tools, your bobsled rentals, your just all the equipment, massage, therapy, um, about how much would it cost a pilot to to make a push for a successful push for the Olympic Games. And then that's guaranteeing you have to get that money, money, that medal. If you don't get a medal, then you're in the red. Correct. Well, if you're going to buy a bobsled, um, a bobsled on average costs about $70,000. They range anywhere from 50 to 100 grand. So, oh, my gosh. 70,000. I could get a used Range yeah. Rover for that. I'm sorry. I don't want a <laughs> yeah, bobsled. I want you a treat Range Rover. Nice. And then on top a of bobsled. That, that bobsled has no engine. It's got no seatbelt. It's got no radio. Zero. It's got nothing. It's not. Yeah. It's not even got the rear view cameras. It's, yeah. Even the, Toyota's it's cheaper than the steel blades that the sled <laughs> runs on. We call them runners. Um, those are going to be anywhere from five to $15,000 a set. Those are like the Ooh, tires. So yeah. those are like you the need tires. A different the set tires depending, the, uh, five to fifteen. You said five to ten. Um, oh, I know how many sets you need because <laughs> and they're it's heavy my too. Job they to weigh like bad boys. sixty pounds for <laughs> four of them. It yes. takes four to go on a bobsled. Yeah. And you need a couple sets for ice conditions. So would you on? Uh, and then you're not accounting. You know, you're beating down your body. So coaches, you massage, personal coaches, chiropractor, acupuncture. Yeah. You have. Yeah, coaches have to be paid for their weight programs and training you have to camps, eat healthier, flying well, to and from. You know, all these athletes are. So, what would you assume? Like, I say it takes about seven, 70 to ninety k to properly train every year for an Olympic. You could get it down to yeah. fifty. You could maybe be struggling, but I'd say about seventy to ninety k to put in for an every yeah. year. So that's four years, and then. You would only if Correct. you win a medal twenty five k. It is not. That Plus, is not then you still people. have that is you still have rent. You still good. have food. It's not like I can go eat KD every day and fuel my body Ooh, and we be legit. So nutrition is a big yeah. part. So then that's why you see so many athletes uh, to make ends meet. They Correct. really have to rely on sponsorships. So those are the outside. They have nothing to do. Well, some do have to do with the Olympics. Some don't. But like some are official Olympic sponsors. Like if you have like you know a B and W sponsorship, they'll let you borrow a car for a year, and then they'll give you some cash. Um, but, um, and then you have the non-Olympic sponsors. Those are like, you know, if you have a supplement, like a protein company you're sponsored by. So I guess right now, really citizens help support Olympians. Cause if they're ever like, Hey, buy this protein or they're pitching something on their IG, it's really coming from, you know, just regular people at home helping Olympians get their dream through. Yeah, 100%. A lot of athletes do have second jobs. I'm fortunate that I don't, but a lot do in order to be able to pay bills and make rent. I did, even after I won my first Olympic gold medal. So for two years after I was an Olympic gold medalist, I thought all my dreams are going to come true. And for two years, I worked at Home Depot as well as a cable company afterwards. Oh, same. No way. I worked at Home Depot too. Uh, I worked seasonal as well as bed and bath. Bed, they have a bed and bath section. I worked in the outside gardening in the heat of Louisiana. I was like 110 degrees out. They were like, oh, she's a track and field athlete. Just put her outside. I was a kitchen and bath specialist. So I got to help build kitchens. But then I also got recruited to like go downstairs and get, you know, the fridges wow. and the bathtubs because I was the biggest, strongest person. It's hard to have a job while you're training because you just it, it, you're standing on your legs. You're you're drained from a physical workout and then you got to go stand on your legs. It's yeah. But you're right. A lot of Olympic hopefuls or Olympians have 
have jobs to just a lot of them are substitute teachers because it's a flexible job like it's so hard because you really do rely on friends family sponsors whether it's your neighborhood businesses um there's a lot that every athlete needs in order to be able to be there mentally as well as you know physically um and so i know that in the u.s which is different in every country around the world um the u.s government doesn't provide funding to our federation so usa bobsled which in in turn doesn't provide funding directly to us so we do rely on a lot of um you know the friends and the family and the sponsors and the connections that we can make business or non-business in order to make our dreams come true and be able to be athletes as much in the day as we possibly can in order to live and thrive uh, in the world, but in the athlete world as well. Hey, so we are now going to talk about the hot topic, and that is... Victoria's Secret models are out. Such a trendy subject right now. Kaylee, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's bittersweet to see them go. They're, you know, the classic Victoria's Secret angels. At the same point, you know, I... Lies. I, I do don't care. think. Bye. I, I, like, too much I do think having out there. real women in those positions is so important, especially when you're looking at lingerie or you're just, you know, bra and underwear and all those things. You should have. Well, who did they replace them with? Who who did they I replace believe, the models with? So, so soccer player Megan. She's one of them. They have um, an actress. An actress. Yeah. Uh, Joe's wife's one um, of the bro- Jonas brothers' yeah. wife. Chopra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's there you one. Go. Chopra. So, uh, but I think no. it's I think it's great. You know, at least we've got one athlete in there. I hope there's more. I haven't seen the full list, but overall. I know I was kind of sad that I didn't get I'm that. I'm here. Put me in, coach. I'm in. Ready to go. But I think it's um, it's really cool to see, you know, real women. They'll be different body shapes, different sizes from different a backgrounds. Um, and I think that's important. Important representation to show, um, you know, not the diversity as a whole. The diversity. Yeah. Well, did you see did you see Tyra Banks post? Because she, you know, she's the OG Victoria's yeah, Secret I did not model. See her post. Did no. you see the post? No, you did? I did not. You did not. Well, she basically tipped her hat off to this new thought process of getting rid of the Victoria's Secret models, but she just wanted everybody to remember she was the first black female model that they used in those campaigns. So even though they are removing this stereotype. And she did break ground by being the she first did, and black she worked model it. on those campaigns. She, so I thought that like, was kind of cool. She built a career off of it. She's still did working she? it. She's still and working it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slighting on the angels yeah. at all. They had a purpose. They, I know you're yeah, not. No, they were it's not coming amazing, like that. awesome. They had a purpose, yeah, to make us <laughs> look terrible. No, but it, it, it was, you know, the brand <laughs> the, making women feel sexy in every yeah. body shape and size and type yeah, is important. You're right. I don't know what guys are going to watch now. They're all they're, <laughs> this is a sad day for men out there everywhere. No, it'll be real. That's like, what it's going to be real. How, not what you is see a woman on? in lingerie afterwards and going, "You don't look like Tyra Banks." No, no, I do not. I'm I'm happy for I'm happy for Megan. You know, finally, you know, we more people need to see women with muscles in lingerie. Like I'm not big boobs, little boobs, short, this, tall, like, long legs. Short I can't legs, tell you how many times. Yeah. I can't even be I I get nervous wearing a tank top in public because every I've had so many derogatory comments about my arms being massive 
Um, I was on a plane one time and the guy, a guy was teasing me because my arms were so big. So I think with this campaign, if you do have more real, you know, women and different aspects, I think it will be a good cultural shift. Yep, I agree. I got giant legs. So I feel you on that. I am the thunder thigh, thick thigh queen over here. And it just, it's not the same. (laughs) And half the time I'm wearing large bottoms and, you know, a smaller medium top. Like it just, our body shapes and sizes are different. And so I think that representation and just changing it up is is good yeah we could sell those underwears (laughs) what are you wearing large extra large panties (laughs) we could sell those totally i don't know why we didn't get the campaign (laughs) i'm wearing large (laughs) nobody puts bobsled with like ooh sparkly lingerie it doesn't although i own a bunch of it i'm sure my husband loves it it's you know what though? Time out. Time out. I, I have to talk about this. They should though, because we, there was a girl on the start line. Remember this. She was on the start line. She was doing her squat position, about to get in the bobsled and her uniform ripped, showing her thong. What a, what an amazing, that would it, be a great Victoria's Secrets campaign. I'm just saying, we got to leave it there. We got to leave it there. Would have been amazing. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So Kaylee, let's jump right in. What is your biggest success? I mean, that's going to be tough because you have two gold medals. I I get that question a lot. It's kind of like picking a kid. I don't have kids, but I could imagine that. Pick your favorite one. It's impossible to pick, honestly. Um, And one has led into another. Vancouver started the the ball rolling. That one, I will never forget. That was home country representation, first Olympics, gold medal. That one... It's not that it's a favorite. It has oh, its that has to be your special favorite. own memory attached to it. For sure it was. But being it the was only on female turf. pilot ever to home defend home and do something in the world, which defending in 2014 makes that one special. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And winter. So it's got its whole own entity all on its own. And then realistically, um, you know, winning worlds this year with you, that was my fourth world championship title, which made me the most successful pilot in female bobsled history. And then to win the inaugural women's monobob event this year too, the first time women have ever had this second event called monobob to be able to win that one, knowing I fought so hard for equality medal opportunity within our sport I wish I had that Little John song playing in the background when you're just standing on. All I do is win. Is that Little John? Win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I think overall each win, I've had quite, I've been fortunate to have quite a few successes. Well, I, I work for them, but they're all special. Yeah. Well, okay. So we know you can win, but have there been moments where you have not, where you were disappointed, where you fell flat on your face? A hundred percent. There's with, yeah, I have failed more times than I have won overall, uh, personally and professionally. And so it's not just you, everyone sees the the highlights, but in 2006, um, a lot of people don't know, I've actually been to four Olympics. My very, very first Olympics in 2006, um, I was the alternate. So I didn't get named to the Olympic team. I was a brakeman at that point. That though pushed me into becoming a pilot. And I definitely, all my experiences from watching the Olympics in 06 helped me be 
better in 2010. And I was able to draw on a lot of those. But in 06, you could not, I was crying every day. My parents See? were there, were in Italy. Okay, but that goes back. That goes back to my it podcast does. name, Gold Medal Loser, because you just said that you would 100%. not be a it, gold it is medal. Your, your you title makes lost. sense. It just mm-hmm. there you go. So, so now, do you love my podcast name? Nay, I don't know. I, <laughs> but overall, it does make sense, and Arsh. I would agree. I think, and every athlete would agree that you know we learn from our failures. There's lessons in those, and sometimes they're bigger lessons. Losing. We learn from failing. Well, if that's the case, then I'm Einstein because I've, <laughs> I'm like the opposite of you. I mean, I've had some wins. Don't try. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm world champion multiple times. It's part of learning. It's part of putting yourself out there. I don't want to put myself out there anymore. I want a medal, damn it. Well, you got seven months, so get working. Sorry. You know, I thought my therapy, I thought my, <laughs> I thought, I thought my therapy had worked on this past issue. I thought I was, I would thought <laughs> I was mentally sound to do this podcast with you, but clearly I have some issues. Uh, <laughs> it's all part of being an athlete the highs and the lows one feeds into the other you can't have one without the other nobody just fails and nobody just succeeds and so I think it's important to recognize that you know what's the most uh, crazy thing is when we were riding around uh, Europe this year and you know we were having this conversation about you with your medals me not with my medals or my not Olympic medals and you told me uh, I don't know if you remember this because this is what people don't realize about the journey or the moment of success you're like Lolo we're doing the exact same thing and I've won three medals you've been at three Olympic games my toilet goals, gets scrubbed and we're doing Medals or no medals. The exact same way as yours does. It makes no difference in regards to day-to-day life and personality. It shouldn't. Because, you know, as Olympians, we just think that this medal is going to change our life. We just think that the medal is just going to change our life. We're sold the dream. We are sold the picture of this will make you the most popular, the most famous. And you have athletes that get there that, you know, all the money, all the fame, their everything. It looks like it all comes together. A, it's short lived. B. Yeah, but it's so short lived. It's so short lived. You even you think about uh, London, you think about the gymnastics team that competed in London. They were household names. Granted, they some of them still are. But now like Rio, Simone, you got a whole new round of girls. The Olympic fame does not last. And we're never going to be like NBA, NFL, where we just expect this Olympic medal to change our lives. And we're going to go out and buy Ferraris and just, you know, a person is a person. You still go grocery shopping. You still have to clean your house the exact same way. And we're going to ride around Europe in the same sled truck, metal or no metal. You're still trying to just be the best version of yourself. And I think that's important to remember that. Well, yeah, it doesn't make or break you as an individual of yourself, the best athlete. And yeah, that makes me feel a lot better, Kaylee. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think I'll cancel my next therapy session. I'm here with Kaylee and it's time to overshare. It is time to talk about self-care. And when we think about Olympic athletes, we think about their powerful physical strengths. But now we want to talk about that mental side that would attribute to their physicality strength. Kaylee? What do you do for self-care? <laughs> um, there's quite Loaded a bit. question. Overall, do you see is. a therapist? That's all I want to know. Do you see a therapist? I do. Because I see one. Yeah. Every <laughs> single week I do talk to a sports psychologist. Um, I think that's important. I've done it since as, as long as I can remember within sport. Um, I've, you know, throughout all my Olympic journeys, my four year cycles, um, there's a lot of people that have come in and out, some that have stayed staples, but 
a lot that's come in and out. I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through a marriage. I've changed and lived in two separate countries. Now I've now competed for two different teams, wrapping my head around what that means and just growing as a female, as an athlete, what empowers me, what motivates me. And a lot of that is driven from the mental side. And you really do have to learn and grow. COVID changed the game for everybody as a whole in work and sport was no different. And how I adapt to that, how I change, sometimes I need help. I don't know it all. I don't know how to adjust to every second and I need someone to talk it out with. So I do see a sports psychologist. Um, I do talk to one on the regular and it just helps me compartmentalize and put my thoughts into place. Um, I also on days when I really want some chips because that's my go to. I don't say no or some cookies like last night. I had some chocolate chip cookies. I have to really want it. I don't keep them in the house. But if I'm willing to go to the store having a cheat and buy it, having a cheat day is important. Having a day where you can just let go. I don't drink, but I know a lot of people have a glass of wine. Um, Massages for me are not the nice, relaxing kind. But every so often I will go to a spa. I will get a mani-pedi. I will do a facial. I will get a massage pre-COVID. Um, and I will do continue you that at all? after. Uh, no, I would like to say yes. I really would. I know I'm supposed to, and everyone says that it's like the best thing. But I, I just sit well, there, and then my mind thinks about everything that I need to do instead of trying to breathe and relax. Got it you. doesn't. No, I mean you're already doing a ton of other self care uh, things. Yeah. So that's why I was just wondering if you yeah. meditation was in there. And then physically, um, I make a- sure that you know with massage and Cairo, I'm doing hot cold. Um, I'm rolling on a foam roller. I'm doing all those little ab and core exercises that I need to, um, and so. So it's important as well for me and my husband to have date night where we don't talk about sport. It has nothing to do with sports. Sometimes I like painting pottery. I'm not good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an artist at all, but it's fun <laughs> to get the artistic side out. And good. sometimes we'll D- go and like, it's soothing to paint a plate that we can eat off later. Look, don't send me one of your crappy potteries for Christmas. That better <laughs> not be exactly my Christmas cool. present. <laughs> Done. That's what you're getting. I don't want it. Yeah, napkin holders. I'm going to paint I'm gonna some. Regift that sucker so quick. <laughs> those are a lot and you i mean that's a lot of self-care jeez uh, i think it's important i, I think every every yeah. athlete but every female every person every man everybody should take care of themselves um and i think it's important that i mean if you can't do it who's going to do it for you and relying on other people to care for you it i think it's just not a successful way to to live life you have to be able to appease and um do it, do it for yourself. And self-care is a big part to that. I can't give more than I have. So I need to make sure that my energy tank is full so that I can then give to other people, to my teammates, to my coaches, to myself and my performance, to my family, to my dog, um, to everybody. I, I need to make sure my battery pack, my full tank is, is charged. charged. And Lolo, what kind of things do you do? I know you do some self-care, a bunch of it. What What do you do? Uh, I don't take care of myself. I didn't even take a shower last night. I was so busy. They're just talking about self-care. No, <laughs> I'm lying. Now everybody's like, Lolo doesn't take showers. Uh, self-care. So you hit on a few of them. Um, I definitely enjoy a good cheat meal. You know what? I think a lot of people think Olympic athletes have this, you know, crazy self-care thing. But for me, if I can just like watch TV, I can totally detox and relax. Like. 
a good Netflix binge for me does my mentality wonders. I can be at a 10 Hulk rage. And if I go just veg out and watch a few episodes of TV or like Dateline, I completely calm down. So I think for me, just having moments where I can just relax completely because I'm such a stress ball. Our sport is a lot of intensity and stress. And so I need very calming things. So I, I guess what I would tell people is just, just find something that really calms you down quickly. So that's my self-care. Do you journal and meditate? Woo. Uh, no, I know I should. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Dear diary. I really hope Kaylee likes me as a brakeman. <laughs> I'm working really hard every day. I don't, I don't either. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm not judging. No, I don't journal. I don't journal, but I am a big Epsom salt bath girl. Love Epsom salt. It's like just, and I love to soak. And so for Lola's future husband and boyfriend, there you go. That's the way to her heart. Make her a nice Epsom salt bath. Winning. Yeah. Good luck. That that train has been waiting. So I've been waiting for a man for so long. It's just like, thanks, Kaylee. That's another podcast. We were we not going to talk about it out that, there, though, that Lolo. subject was off. That was no, off. Put it in the universe. Thank you. Get out there. But yeah, that's what I do. I sit in my tub and I watch TV. Yes, I watch TV or have my laptop propped up on one of those book stands. But yes, that's probably how I'm going to die. Lola Jones in the bathroom is electrocuted <laughs> with her watching Netflix. <laughs> Okay, moving on because this is getting awkward. Now everybody's thinking about me in a bathtub. So let's, uh, coming up, we're going to talk about advice, all, all things, even though Kaylee just tried to give me dating advice and I kindly rejected it. But coming up, we're going to talk about all things but Lolo's dating life. Loaded question, huh? It is a very loaded question. <laughs> There's so many... I need help. Well, I mean, we all need advice. Good advice. We we get unsolicited bad advice every single day. You got to counteract that all the time. But you know what? You do actually have really good advice. All you you do. I don't want to like puff your head up, but um, I I do call you quite a bit because I'm always like, I know Kaylee's gonna just dissect this real quick. She she is stone cold. I I mean, she. Uh, let's say you come to her so- sobbing like, oh my gosh, Kaylee will look you. She has no emotion. Like, what is your what was that test we took? You have like zero emotional whatever like response. Nine out of hundred. What like, is it? What what was it called? What was that test it. called? where it tells your personality so she's not going to give you an emotional response she's just going to look at you like a surgeon and just be like this is the pros in my own life I wish I could do that because that is not true but overall especially you know just pieces that I've learned I've gone through a lot in my life in general from highs to lows I've had quite a few family members pass on yeah I've been through so what's the best piece of advice you have gotten over your career it depends on the scenario um, I think it like oh, it really, true. what are, what are you looking for? Where are you okay, at? Okay. Okay. Let's do a scenario. Well, surely, uh, in Russia, when you were competing, were you guys behind for your gold medal run or were you winning? No, we were behind. So what, what did your coach tell you to come from behind? To focus to win? on myself. Um, so we had a game plan going in. It was to focus on the things that I could control and to drown out everything else. If it didn't have a place in helping me get to the bottom the fastest, then I wasn't supposed to think about it. Now that's really hard because don't look at the purple elephant and that's all you think about. But overall I needed to make sure that if my mind started to wander, I brought it back and I would repeat, I would tell myself I would do a lot of visualization. So right before the run, but also the night. 
um, between the two competition days and everything else. It was, what can I actually do? Because it's, yes, I want to, I like the outcome. I want to win, obviously, but what I do to get to that outcome and those steps that I take determine what happens at the end. So I need to take every ounce of energy, physical and mental, and put it into those actual steps to succeed and get the outcome and that goal at the end result. And so we really focused on every single time our commands, um, every single step that I took, it was about, you know, driving my knee, bigger power, power, like stronger execution. execution. So you focused on execution, every and single not the step, corner the one, which led into corner two, go here. What would you tell? Yeah. yeah. What would you tell someone, uh, that is n- like nervous to take a leap of faith, whether it's try a new sport or, uh, maybe quit their job and go for a dream. What, what kind of advice or, uh, my dad always told me the worst thing that you can hear is no but no is not that bad. And so when I think about taking leaps of faith or doing stuff, we've all been told no. Um, And I think at the end of the day, sometimes it seems so final and fatal and like our world's going to end if this boy doesn't call us back or if, you know, we don't be successful at the end, if we don't win the race, oh my gosh, my life's going to come crashing down. And it's really easy to get into a, that negative space or be, be scared and not take that jump or that leap of faith, especially I think as women, Unfortunately, I have avoided doing a lot of stuff in my life because I didn't meet 100% of the criteria beforehand. And I wish sometimes I had a bit more uh, freedom and or a bit um, more confidence just to say, you know what? If, if I lose, if I fail, it's not about losing. It's, it's a learning lesson. I will do better next time, but it's worth trying. It's worth growing. Do it. Um, I took a giant leap of faith and a giant risk phoning Team USA to say, hey, my career in Canada is done. I want to still compete. Will you accept me? I didn't know if I was going to be good enough, how I was going to be received, what was going to happen as a country. How was I going to be perceived by Team USA or, and or by Team Canada? But I needed... Sh- we said that you could compete. Yeah, we know, but we said you could compete for us, but you had to not put maple syrup on your pancakes. It had to be our syrup. And you can never say A, ever. Uh, and I'm working sentence. on it. I'm trying, ever. okay? If you want but to overall, <laughs> I needed to take that leap of faith for me, um, just in the environment that I was in, that was so important. And it wasn't an easy decision. It didn't just come at the, the you know, snap of a finger. That's true. You we said no. Said no. Team USA there were so no. many <laughs> reasons would be where it couldn't have happened, no. shouldn't have happened. And it was the best decision. Yeah. It was the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken in my whole life. And it was by far the best yeah. decision. And since then, I have had greater successes, built so many relationships. I feel so empowered as an athlete and as a female because of my journey and transition within sport, but also within life. And so even if you don't meet a hundred percent of the criteria, even if you're scared, nervousness is okay. Still do it. Try. Even if you fail, that's okay. Then it gives you something to springboard off of. But if you sit here and you don't try, you don't give it your best shot. Wayne Gretzky, I know, don't judge. Canada reference, but he says you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And that's a hundred percent true. And I will remind myself of that. No is not fatal. And if you don't try, you're never going to know. And you a hundred percent miss every single shot. So you got to try, you got to put yourself out there and you really got to, you know, give it your best effort and just do the best you can. And in doing so, you will be satisfied. It will be worth it a hundred percent. And that's how you get success.
Well, I'm fired up. I love that advice. A no is not that bad. Remember that a no is not that bad. It is not final. It is not fatal. Uh, definitely will help give you that mojo to, to make another attempt if you're just hopeless. Kaylee, thank you again for coming on my podcast, giving everyone those tips and tricks on how to become a winner. Also, how to get through those setbacks. Love the advice. A no is not that bad. And I can't wait to see you in a few weeks at the Olympic Training Center and Beijing 2022 right around the corner it's going down thank you so much for having me and just yeah being able to chat and shoot it with you again you and I get this in sled trucks over you know on tour all the time but it's cool to be able to to chat formally and be able to share our experiences with everybody and so thanks for having me on yeah they it's like everybody was part of the Team USA bobsled today yeah. look at that welcome to our world all right it's great so welcome thank you very much world. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.